everyone needs me to vacuum. Bungalows, apartments, Airbnbs, weekly, seasonally, every so often, liberal, moderate, conservative. Where I'm from, everyone needs me to vacuum. I am from a Formica top dinette table around which the family argued. The March on Washington, extremism in defense of liberty, women's lib, academic freedom, Vietnam, Stonewall. I am from $40 every two weeks to feed 10 kids. I am from the Bronx where I had to fight a lot because of my accent and my name. I am from the things I remember and things I'd like to forget. And that is where I'm from. It's Notes from America. I'm Kai Wright, and welcome to the show. This winter, we had a show about the police killing of Tyree Nichols in Memphis. This was a tough conversation, as we sometimes got to have if we're going to live in a functioning democracy. And I acknowledged in that show that I didn't watch the video of the officers beating Tyree. I long ago quit watching the snuff films of the news cycle. I just, I cannot do it anymore. Anyway, after the show, one of you left me a voicemail on our website. This listener, Dieppe Prie Cuckoo, they said they understood. They don't watch the videos either. And then offered me some advice. Listen to this. I'm 47. And so I was in my developmental years when I saw... Rodney King. And I'm often taken back to Amadou Jallo. What did he do other than try to come here and live the American dream? For me, spoken word poetry has always been an outlet for those feelings of watching and having to be exposed to these videos and having to contend with what we tell our young people, not not least of with what, what we tell ourselves. So first off, thank you for that, Diet Prie. But also, that advice turned to poetry. It got us thinking more broadly. Maybe poetry could facilitate some of the more challenging conversations we have on Notes from America. So many of us are struggling to hear one another. And I don't mean that in the facile terms of political punditry. I I think we've all been through a lot in recent years. And many of us just don't have the space to really take in someone else's experience. Well, Bob Holman and Steve Zeitlin have been thinking about this challenge, and they've come up with something they hope will help. They're inviting everyday folks to write poems using the prompt, I come from, and we are going to take up that prompt together this week and maybe be able to hear each other a little better. First, let me introduce Bob and Steve. Bob Holman is a poet and filmmaker. He's the owner of the Bowery Poetry Club here in New York City, the original slam master of the New Yorkian Poets Cafe, uh, and has been part of so, so many cool projects in the spoken word movement over the decades, notably including the PBS series United States of Poetry. Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Kai. You know, it's really good here finally to be able to pimp for an anthology, uh, <laughs> uh, the actual text, a book that where people can say where they're from and how their political roots grew along with their family roots. We're, we're going to get right to that here in a moment. Steve Zeitlin, meanwhile, who is here with Bob, is the author of The Poetry of Everyday Life, Storytelling, and the Art of Awareness. His work is rooted in the idea that each of us have a story to tell, and he's the founding director of City Lore, 
which I think is best described as a grassroots cultural preservation organization, um, and which is where Stephen Bob's Poetry Project got started. Steve, welcome to Notes from America. Thank you. Okay, so let's start, Steve, with the project the two of you have launched. It's called Across the Great Divide. Um, as uh, Bob has suggested, it's asking everyday people to write poems using the prompt, I come from. Where I'm from. Where, where I'm, I'm from. from. Okay, the, the, the prompt, where I'm from. Uh, and that's where they got to begin. And then they have to use that phrase elsewhere in the poem. What's the I- idea behind that specific prompt? Well, uh, George L. Lyon, the f- well-known Kentucky poet, wrote a poem originally called Where I'm From, which use the details. Bob, why don't you, 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 you can tell well, how that Well, she's from Harlan, starts. Kentucky, just like me. Just so, like uh, um, this The poem uh, starts off, uh, I am from clothespins and carbon tetrachloride. That's because she grew up in the back of the dry cleaner store there in Harlan. So it's a way to say where you're from with the details and images of your own childhood that uh, can now be shared with the public. But when you, it's it's not like a conversation where you say, oh, I was born here and moved there and did that. It's your poem self mm-hmm. talking. Your poem and self. And how you got to be who you are politically. If you're going to try to cross that great divide, we think everybody started somewhere. And then how did they grow? If you can tell us how you grew in your direction, maybe you'll listen to how I grew in mine. Yeah. And Steve, why is that? Why do you think that's an effective way to start a conversation about like where you're, what, what you're thinking politically? Uh, what, another thing that George L. Lyon once said to me is, uh, do do we speak from from the stances that we take, or is there something deeper to us than the stances we take? So, so yes, it's part of it is you know, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm a male, I'm a female, I'm gay, I'm straight. You know, there's there's an element of that about Mm -hmm. where you're from, but you're also from a very personal place. And we we thought that if we could get people to combine in in a poem where they're from personally and how their politics grew and how their family tree of politics was shaped in terms Uh of their parents, then we can start a conversation that goes beyond just the, the issues that divide us and get to kind of some of the personal elements that that shaped us and give us a, more of a common ground to start talking to yeah. each other. It's really interesting because on this show, I mean, we're really, we're always trying to get everybody to speak in first person. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. It's the most fruitful place to begin. You're, you're the world's expert on yourself. So I love this idea. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, where I'm from, which is a prompt that's been used everywhere for all kinds of writing exercises all, all over the world at this point, um, is given a little bit of a different turn in what we're doing because it's not only where you're from, but also where you're from politically. Yeah, and right. uh, and we're interested in hearing all the voices. And that's another title that we've been using, all the voices, um, to try to try to hear all, you know, where people are from. And admittedly, you know, people have described city lore and the Bowery Poetry Club something as a practical application of a utopian endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's it, and and, and we it. are that practical application of a utopian endeavor, and uh, and what we've learned in doing the project is that uh, just giving people a chance to talk, listening to them, is is a sign that we are interested in what their political mm-hmm. point of view right. is, right. even if we don't agree with it. 
Well, let's kick things off with one of the poems you've collected. Uh, This is a poem by an 11-year-old named Mia, and she uh, begins with the prompt of where I'm from. Here's Mia. I come from Dragging Twister out to the back porch and dead man come alive on the trampoline. Mummy, mummy, come alive when I count to number five. One, two, three, four, five. Mummy, mummy, come alive. Oh, I sit in a box and pretend to be a crazy driver. I come from the new world. I try to keep the earth beautiful, clean water, clean air. I don't want plastic dumped on me, neither does the ocean. I want to be able to breathe. I want to be able to live a normal life. Adults go out of their way to make other people feel bad. Don't be sexist poop heads. Don't vote for someone who is poopy just because the other candidate is a woman or because they wear a fish hat. Fish hats are cool. Just because you look different doesn't mean we're not the same inside. Just because you don't know it doesn't mean you shouldn't try it. Older people don't want to change how they think. I've had this car for 19 years. I don't want a new one. But there's no trunk anymore. There's no windows anymore. Younger people, even though we might be a little weird, our minds are more adapted to the new world. What are my dreams? Parakeets. Live in a modern fairy cottage. With internet, no people for thousands of miles, mythical, and a white jeep. (laughs) Okay, Mia, so I felt a little seen with this whole, like, you don't want to change your car after 19 years. It doesn't work anymore, and you still want to stick to the thing that didn't work for you before and still don't work for you. Who is Mia? Uh, Give us, introduce us to her. Okay, so so we, we... Bob and I both uh, uh, have a poem mobile that goes that actually is a vehicle covered with poems, and we took it down to the Galax Fiddlers Convention in Virgi- in Galax, Virginia, because we we know that that's a place that attracts a lot of conservatives and a lot of liberals, both who are interested in blue. Well, let's music. face it, Steve. I mean, poetry is something that's a pretty blue art. You know, right. there's a when you talk to when you when you find who the pantheon of poets are, are they're generally lefty activists, and and I think it's some place that the uh, the right has ceded to the uh, to the to the liberals is poetry. It's like uh, what Sam Hamill said when he was at the Rose Garden at the White House. He said, "Poets against the war." That's like saying generals for the war, <laughs> you know. Um, so we uh, and, and o- an overwhelming but, number of our submissions have been from left-leaning uh, uh, thinkers. So you went down there. We went to that for, territory. Uh, yes, uh, we went down to and, Galax, Virginia. And we and we we actually had a, a a cranky, which is a kind of a little theatrical thing where anybody can write on. Uh, and we asked them to write this a poem on this basically a sheet of paper, and. Mia Irwin was one of those kids who came up there and wanted, and she and she's been going to the Galax Film Festival with her family since she was two years old. Wow! And and she came up and started writing this poem. So we interviewed her and wrote down and took down that poem. And there was a bunch of kids who contributed their poems. And we thought, you know, actually we never thought of it before. But what what are the politics of a kid? You know. <laughs> 
Don't, you know, exactly. Be, be kind. <laughs> yeah. Talk about your t- utopian, you know, <laughs> the kids' habits, you know. And Steve, it was not a film festival, you lefty yourself. This was the Fiddler's Convention. Oh. It's a folk convention. So, uh, <laughs> that, and that's that's why Mia was there. I love the way that she put those schoolyard rhymes into her poem. You know, we were actually surrounded by poetry, just that we never think of it. The lullabies that yeah. your mama sang yeah. to you, you know. Know, right. are the are the poems right. and uh, who else could say um stop the sexist poop heads you know <laughs> come on we, we got to take a break we're, we're gonna have a lot more of this listeners we're not gonna force you to write poetry on demand but i do offer you bob and steve's prompt call us up start with where i'm from and tell us something about your roots that informs your worldview we're not looking for ideology here i want to hear something specific about you And, hey, if you do have a short poem, we'll take it. Your calls and more selections from Bob Holman and Steve Zeitlin's Across the Great Divide Poetry Project after a break. Hi, it's Rahima, one of the producers on Notes from America. If you called into the live show recently, you may have spoken to me. I'm the one who makes sure your audio sounds good before you go on the air. You're welcome. But no worries if you haven't been able to call in yet. You can always leave us a voice note instead. Here's how. Go to notesfromamerica.org and click on the green button that says start recording. We might play your note on one of our mailbag segments or we may even build a whole show around it. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. I am Annie Lanzalato, and this is my poem, Voting. I am from U.S. of A., but our country is in a nosedive, and the only thing that keeps it from crashing is the vote. Now, my mother always took me to vote, I voted in every presidential election since uh, 1964. What? Yeah, I was one years old. But my mother let me pull the levers. We voted for LBJ in 64 and in 68 Humphrey. I was five years old. My mother and I walked up the polls, up Zuriger Avenue, up to the polls, not hand in hand, but pinky dinky. She called it holding pinkies, and we went into the voting booth, and it was magic. She let me pull the lever, and the red curtain closed behind us. I said, Ma, this feels so private. I mean, what is it, a big secret who you vote for? Why? Like, what's going on? Does Daddy know who you vote for? My mother seemed more free in the voting booth than I'd ever seen her because we lived in a violent dictatorship under my father. He had post-traumatic stress from hand-to-hand combat as a Marine in World War II in the battle on Okinawa. And this was acted out in the kitchen and the basement and the garage and every other room. And my mother, what she voted for was against war, against killing. She voted for what she prayed for, peace. That's how she voted. And she taught me from three years old, this is very important. And who you vote for president of the United States 
affects millions and millions and millions of people that you're never even going to meet. You'll never know their names, but you have to think about them. That was part of Annie Lanzalato's contribution to the Across the Great Divide Poetry Project. This is Notes from America. I'm Kai Wright, and I'm joined this week by poet and filmmaker Bob Holman and by the founder of City Lore, Steve Zeitlin. Bob and Steve are collecting poems from everyday folks like you, dear listener. They ask contributors to begin with the prompt, Where I'm From, and they hope what you say next will tell us something about the intimate, personal, real-life stuff that actually shapes all of our politics. So, listeners, I am going to offer you that same prompt. Call us up, start with where I'm from, and tell us something meaningful about your life experience that informs your politics. 844-745-TALK. That's 844-745-8255. Or you can drop a few lines in the chat if you're joining us on YouTube. Again, we will take a short poem if you've got one in mind. Short is the appropriate word here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I suspect maybe we've got some slam poets like Bob out there, maybe some freestylers. Uh, but let's do it. Let's do it. Bob's, <laughs> eager, to, Bob's eager to get it. Uh, so first off, while calls are coming in, tell us more about Annie, whose poem we just heard. Tell us about her, whoever wants to go. Annie is a, a marvel. She grew up in the Bronx, and she is she's never lost that Bronx stickball <laughs> self, and you, you hear it in her poetry. Uh, she's a performer in New York City. She's wonderful, and if you can Google her. She's, she's a kind of marvelous person, but also remarkably, a number of the poems that were sent in were about voting mm. and about being a little kid and going with your parents and being in that little booth. That's so interesting. And, like... and seeing that lever pushed. And, and really, that that's really democracy at work, right? No matter who you voted for. And that so. people have this emotional memory of that. As exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so. something that I, th- it's, it's not unique to the United States, but it certainly is an icon here, you know, and uh, in many countries that the voting takes place in a whole different way and you got to get your thumb painted blue and you've been, you know, there's a lot of different ways to vote, but the, uh, the American way of voting is one of the things we can still be proud of. Can I ask you guys about the just the fundamental idea here about why poetry is an effective way to communicate these ideas? Why, what is it about this medium? Listen, language is the essence of humanity, and poetry is the essence of language. You know, somehow or other, you know, words mean what they mean, but when we call them a poem, all of a sudden it takes on this thing. That's what it has in, you know, in, in, in my childhood was, oh, it's something that some old dead person wrote, you know. <laughs> but what, it has, what it's taken on now and what it has been through the years of the you know, it's, we've only had 2,000 years of writing. We had 40,000 years of the human voice being the way that poetry mm. was pervaded. Mm. And now, even in here we are in this podcast doing this voice thing again, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're speaking from your heart. You know, you're letting your voice out. These are words that you use both in, in the literary skills and in in the orality of it. So in when you put it down in poetry, somehow it takes takes on more of a meaning. I wish more of that meaning could be amongst the whole body politic, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, with hip hop taking on the, uh, you know, the major voice in the, in the world now for poetry, you know, it's poetry that That's you can right. dance to That's right. and, uh, and, and, and everybody can partake. So whatever your style, 
Well, let's let's start partaking of some poetry from our listeners because I'll have to say, Bob, we are live on the radio, not on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot. And we have the I, I know it's a hard thing to remember. Live on the radio, we're going to make some poetry together. Let's go to Michelle in, I believe, Teaneck, New Jersey. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for answering my call. I really appreciate all the work you've done, Kai, in these conversations, and I'm excited to contribute today. Oh, thank you so much. So I understand you may actually have a poem for us, Michelle. Yeah, I'm driving to pick my son up from the airport, <laughs> uh, and I'm li- listening to you and inspired me to tell you where I'm from. Please, please go for it. But I hope you're not actively driving in the moment, but, but go for it. Thank you. I'm from a place where black excellence was excellent before we even knew the term. I'm from a place where black love was on display. It didn't matter who you loved, what your pronouns were, where you came from. Love was all around us. I'm from a place that values the humanity we all have. I'm from a place I call home. Mm. Thank you so much for that, Michelle. Ten. Ten. Bob gives it a ten. I love it. Come that. on. That is a wonderful poem, Michelle. Thank you so much. The way that you started off with your references to, with, uh, to, to black life, black love, to me, begins like a litany. That repetition is what turns it into a poem. But then you, within four lines, you turn it around and just say, um, where I'm from is a place called home that sums up the whole, the, the whole thing. Beautifully done. Thank you so much, Michelle, and uh, and, 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 and really, it, it gets at both your your personhood and and your politics yeah. in yeah. the same poem. So that's what we're looking for. Let's go to Hannah in Mound, Minnesota. Hannah, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm feeling a little nervous. I just kind of wrote this while I was listening to you. So I haven't actually spoken it aloud before, but I'm going to give it a go. Okay, <laughs> excellent. That, congratulations, first off. Yeah. Thank you, and let's hear it. Hey, thanks. I was inspired. <laughs> so I said, I come from women who cloak their shame and pride. Women who mask the patriarchy, yet pander to men. I am from impoverishment, hidden and close to grandiosity. We had our stories that spotlight our insecurities. All that was learned where we come from, we can choose where to go anywhere else. Seeking individuality, independence, and their true authenticity. Beautiful. That's plenty. You know, uh, Hannah. I think where we come from is a lot about the people. It's, it sure is. It, well, that's it that's exa- anywhere, but it's who you're with that uh, yeah. creates it. So and you started off, Hannah, again, uh, like our, our previous uh, caller did, Michelle, by, by listing a, a, wor- a single word that came back, and that word for you was women. Women who cloak their shame and pride. What a beautiful line. Yeah. I come from women who cloaked their shame and pride. Yeah. Women yeah. who mock the patriarchy, yet pander to men. Right. right. I am from impoverishment, hidden, and close to grandiosity. In cloaks of grandiosity, so that is the veils we put up around ourselves. Beautiful, you know. Th- we're talking, you know, a, a, a metaphoric and magical poetry that's going on for you. You must be a, a, a poet in real life, Hannah. Thank you, <laughs> and thank you so much, and, Hannah. And, and, and this is uh, that's only your first draft, but we're we're inviting you to send your poems in 
So tell us well. how. Oh, so we. So already somebody on YouTube, Anna on YouTube, asks where where do we submit these poems? Can you still put, submit them? And where do you submit them? So you, let's let's hear it. Yes, you can submit them, and the uh, the email is poetry at citylore dot org. Poetry at c i t y l o r e dot o r g, and uh, simple as that. And we we will answer everybody. Uh, we're putting together a book. Um, if your if your poem is in the anthology, you'll get fifty dollars. Fifty bucks, <laughs> poets! Come on now, that's so, big. Pay and do you work with people land. when they submit them? Are you? I mean, we, do you we, just we what happens? Uh, we respond to everybody, but and and we do. We have been working individually with people as well, um, but we're not on a instant time frame either. <laughs> right. uh, you know, this is uh, we're putting together a book which could take us. You know. Uh, it a could while. take a while, <laughs> a, a while to, to finish. But uh, so so, but we want to we want to hear from as many people as we can, and we will get back to everybody. Uh, Stephen D on YouTube uh, submits a haiku. I'm going to do my best to do it justice. Stephen D, where I'm from, people will say the nastiest things the politest way. <laughs> well, that's a great haiku, and I was not able to keep up with the syllabification of, of that. Now, well, I mean, I, is that seventeen syllables? I, no, you, you don't. are looking at the wrong guy. <laughs> that was a that's that's, that's really a great good. surprise. That's, really a, that's, a, that's a great surprise. Great. Read it again, please, Kai. Okay, I'm gonna try. Where I'm from, people will say the nastiest things the politest way. You you know that's. You're saying a lot with a little with there, a which is what it. poetry wants to do. It's right. it's you know it's language condensed in its in its way. Yeah, and, and so you. so much more than somebody saying, "Oh well, where I come from, everybody was so polite." You know, it's just it's <laughs> exactly. it's just it just it's and condensed. Tells you something it means about so much more. What Stephen D's politics might be. <laughs> uh, let's go to Erica in St. Paul, Minnesota. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I um, will read an excerpt from the Where I'm From prompt that I wrote back in 2020 for um, a Minnesota Corral Bridges project okay. that involves various communities. Okay, so it's an excerpt. So here goes. I'm from the mostly biblical roster from Abraham, Sarah, Benjamin, Isaac, Sadie, and Risa, from the raucous political fighters at the kitchen table, the laborers and sloth and dough, the education is everything, tribe. I'm from Rose and Lewis, from rye bread and brisket, from Mez Beach to Manhattan, from undocumented immigrants to American citizens. I am from the hopes, the longings, the strength, the survival of all those who came from other lands to make me American. Mm. So that's my excerpt. Thank you so much, Erica. A country of immigrants, and uh, Erica is going back into her roots. I love the way she brings up the um, everything is an education. That was her. That was her family. You know, yeah. sitting around the kitchen, the raucous kitchen table. Yeah. You know, this is where so much politics begins, and uh, we, we we don't get back there enough. You know. Yeah. Let me ask you. It's biblical. On top of that, it's <laughs> biblical. Perhaps some of the first written poetry. Perhaps. Oh. Uh, um, 
what do you talk to me about some of the poems I, I met? You said you you know the yes, it's a blue, it's it's a blue as you put it, Bob, a, a blue uh, art form. But nonetheless, you've sought out people with a range of political ideas um, for this. Tell me about the folks you hear from where you're like, oh, this is hard for me. This poem is I'm not sure I believe in what what they're trying to articulate. Let me read you this uh, poem we got from. Mr. Anonymous. Yeah, okay. Is that okay. all right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Keep it in mind, we're live on the radio. And I don't I'm know what you're going to I'm not going to use the F word. All right, thank okay. you. Okay, but you. I am going to say F word. I am from F word me first thing in the morning. I am from the a-hole of the country, but somehow I am the happiest guy I know. I'm from living on its own terms. I'm from four kids, all great. I work for the kids. Two boys here working, two girls going for their masters. I'm from... I can't get it. I'm from, I'm going to get it. I'm from, I couldn't get into med school, so I got into trucks. My buddy and I started this place and with wrenches and a, and a little talk, and that's about it. We've been doing it ever since. I am from hard work, and be honest. I don't vote Republican. I vote for the right guy. I'm from having a loaded, licensed gun in my pocket, as I do right now. I'm from wanting to know your business plan. I'm for what the country needs. I am for something working. If this poem can work, then I'm for poetry. <laughs> so if now, this why poem do you can work? I'm, I'm from for poetry. poetry. <laughs> so why do you share that one, Bob? What 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 do you, what well, do you tell us about that? It's, I mean, th this 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 gentleman was a trumper. There's no doubt about it. The place was festooned with it. Um, yet I was. He's able to also give his family. Um, as what what's he working for? Yes, he's working for these ideas of of an iconoclastic, uh, in his terms, uh, president. Mm -hmm. But he's also working for his family, aren't yeah. we all? Yeah. You know, though, and he's also you know. It was a surprise to me that he had a gun in his pocket, you know. But that's this world that we live in, yeah. and that should be there just as he had i don't know whether it was courage or bravado and i don't know if it was really true but um that's that is america too yeah. and that's why let's listen to this voice and i don't understand isn't the right word but let's communicate yeah. We're going to have to wrap up soon, but um, let's get, we got a lot of folks we weren't able to get to. If people want to continue to participate in this, let's remind people how they're going to be able to do it. Uh, so, so what do they do? What's going to happen when they send a poem to you? How do they be part of this? Okay. Well, they just have to send it to poetry at citylore.org. Citylore is C-I-T-Y-L-O-R-E.org. Um, we we do answer everybody, and we've oftentimes get back, gotten back to people and suggested edits for their poem and things like that. And we're we're gradually working towards, you know, both a film and a book um, that would hopefully open a dialogue. Um, but we feel like even listening to people's from lots of different perspectives is part of what we're trying to accomplish, because a lot of times. The conservative people, like the person that whose, whose poem he read, um, he said this to us. We wrote it down. We showed it to him, and and it, it became a poem. Yeah. So so it it kind of in the making, 
it moves from from an ideology to poetry. We've got to wrap it up. Steve Zeitlin is the author of The Poetry of Everyday Life, Storytelling, and the Art of, Wa- of Awareness, and the founder of City Lore. Bob Holman is a poet and filmmaker and the owner of the Bowery Poetry Club in New York. Thanks to you both. Notes from America is a production of WNYC Studios. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and on Instagram at Notes with Kai. Mixing and theme music by Jared Paul. Milton Ruiz was our live engineer this week. Reporting, producing, and editing by Karen Frillman, Vanessa Handy, Regina Dehir, Rahima Nasa, Kushan Avadar, and Lindsay Foster-Thomas. Andre Robert Lee is our executive producer, and I am Kai Wright. Thanks for spending time with us. 